Welcome to Couch the Coach, the fortnightly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place is being comfy on the couch. And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from couch to coached. There we're on. We're live. We're live. First podcast. How are you, Rob? Uh, Yeah, I'm good. Nervous, nervous, nervous excited, I suppose I would say. Um, what, what are you nervous about? I, I don't really know. We've got all these followers on Instagram and Twitter and everywhere. <laughs> we, we haven't even put an episode out yet, so that's what I'm nervous about, letting people down. <laughs> it's only me and you at the moment. You can only let me and you down. That's about well, it. exactly. Yeah, we've got no official listeners yet, so I suppose okay. that's, the, that's well, always a bonus. That's that's the hope for the show. That's the hope for the show. Yeah, we could, um, looking back, we could be looking back in about ten years' time, thinking, "Bloody hell, how how weird do you sound?" Now I'm talking about news, proper pros at it or something like that. <laughs> Don't forget your roots, though, if you do. Yeah. <laughs> but talking about roots, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Okay. Tell tell the uh, the many listeners that we might not have at this point a little bit about yourself. Okay, so uh, I'm Rob, aka Couch, as I've been referenced in. In Instagram, um, I'm 34 years old. Um, I'm from Stoke-on-Trent, sunny Stoke-on-Trent, although it's not very sunny at the moment. Um, personal life, uh, I've got three kids ranging from 15, my eldest. I've got a daughter who's 11, who's nearly 12, and I've got a son who's just recently turned four. Um, so yeah, it's a, bu- it's a busy life. Oof, very busy, very busy. I've got a a lovely partner called Laura, um, who's very understanding and very um, lets me get out and get running at, at times. And, I, and I, I'm a nurse by background, so that's my job. I'm a psychiatric nurse, so I've done that for coming up to 13 years, so working in mental health. So yeah, that's my bit about my personal life. General running background, uh, must admit, Ben. General running background shocking. I haven't got a background really other than the last 12 months. Um, so I'll you've start. Had, you've, had a, you've had a big 12 months, though, right? I have had a massive 12 months. With regards that. to running, yeah, it's been a huge 12 months. Uh, <laughs> so when I was younger, absolutely despised running. Absolutely, I must admit. Um, I've always been a footballer, so, but even then, I was a footballer, but as a goalkeeper, so I didn't have to do much running. And I can always remember, I can, I can always remember running being a bit of a punishment more than anything. So if you did something wrong in training or you had a rubbish football match, you'd go and have a run. The whole session would be just running. Uh, hated cross country at school. I can even remember training once that um, because I was the slowest runner, uh, the manager sent me around the cricket pitch because we had no, it was, it was in the summer, sent me around the cricket pitch and sent everybody else in the football team chasing after me. And if they didn't catch me, <laughs> they had to go around again. So I was the I was the uh, the hare and they were the bloody greyhounds chasing after me. So that yeah, so I've never really liked running. And then probably about I'm not, su- I'm not surprised you didn't like running. You didn't exactly I know, get yeah, a, I was scarred for life. A, st- a steady introduction to it, right? Yeah. So about probably about six years ago, I trained to do a half marathon, um, but then pulled out last minute because every well, time I went for a run, it was knackering me ankle because uh, I was wearing me, let me just interrupt you though when you say trained for a half marathon well train there was no training it was just me going out and running every now and again uh, I went and got myself a pair of trainers from Sports Direct that I thought were alright tried them on went for a run every now and again got, I was just doing like 
as much as I'd like to go and do a run. Okay. Got, okay. To, got to a point of where I'd come in and my ankle was wrecking for a couple couple of days after. And the the run that I was gonna do was what which, which was Potter's half, half marathon. It was like literally the day before I was supposed to be going away from my best best mate's wedding. Um we were going to Barbados, I was the best man. And so I thought to myself, I'm gonna jack this in because Otherwise, I'll ruin my holiday. So I never did that half marathon. And then about two years ago, I think it was watching London Marathon, actually. I was I was inspired. And I thought to myself, well, I'm going to run it, actually. I'm going to run half the half marathon to Potter's Half. I'm going to run it for a charity. Um, so I ran Potter's Half about, it was about 12 months ago. Yeah, I had a reminder. It was about 12 months ago. So I ran the Potter's Half, joined a running club which is Stoke Fit, which is a fantastic running club to join. And the, the, the first shout out of the podcast. Yeah, first shout out. Shout out. Big up the Stoke Fit Massive. Um, <laughs> friends in training, that's what we're called. Stoke Fit is friends in training. Um, so yeah, so I did that. And then got the running bug, I suppose. And then somebody at Stoke Fit so said to me, it said, put something on Facebook about who's going to be the next person that you know who's going to run a marathon. And somebody said me and then I did I saw London Marathon again and I got inspired and and then applied and I've ran the London Marathon so that's a bit of a a bit of a brief even though it's not a brief it's quite a long background into my running we've got we've got plenty of time plenty yeah we have yeah it's it's a podcast at the end of the day isn't it so we can we can take bits out we can add bits in if we want to (laughs) and we're only only wasting our time at the moment because no one's actually listening yeah yeah so it's just no time so personal bests um for a 5K, my personal best is 24 minutes 55, so just under 25 minutes. I got that a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, actually, now. It was before a London marathon. I said to myself, when do you get under 25 minutes? I got under 25 minutes. That was at the local park run on the 3rd That's of decent. September. Decent. Uh, 10K, 52 minutes 34, and that was at Wilmslow Festive 10K. 12 months ago, just under 12 months ago, and I've got that coming up again soon, so it'd be interesting to see if I actually beat that. Half marathon, uh, I got two hours, six minutes and 30 seconds. That was at Stafford Half this year and, and March, just gone. And the marathon, as I've said, I ran the London Marathon. I did that in four hours, 55 and six seconds uh, on the 2nd of October, so just over a month ago. So that's my personal bests. So right, so I've done my intro. So but, I, I, I just need to clear something up here. So you, you've given us a running... But a brief, a brief running background. Um, the, the title of the podcast is is Couch to Coached. Yeah. Um, so we, I'm going to get in there before any of the listeners go. He's not. He's not actually a couch <laughs> potato. <laughs> tell tell everyone about your um your post London Marathon running. So my training. Is that what you mean? What have you been doing since London? Oh, since London, I've said nothing, pretty much. I've done a couple of races, so I've done a couple. I'll come on to it in a bit. So I've I've, I've entered into something, and okay. I've done a couple of races since then. But on my Strava, um, another shout out, Strava, if you want to sponsor the pod, let us know. Um, on my Strava, you can see aiming high there, Rob, for sponsors. Yeah, yeah. Well, may as well, Strava, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to sponsor, let us know. Um, but if if you look at my activities on Strava. I go from like 41 miles the the, the, the week of um, London Marathon down to like eight, eight miles. And this week up to now, looking at my Garmin again, Garmin, if you want to sponsor the pod, let us know. Um, I'm on zero miles and it's Thursday. <laughs> and it's so, Thursday. And it's Busy, 
busy week of running them, Rob. Busy Holden. week. And then what I wanted to show is I've, I am actually wearing, for people that Please. listen to the podcast, I am actually wearing my London Marathon T-shirt and also my uh, London Marathon medal. And it, I must admit, this fit me. When I, when I first had it, it fit me. Now it's a bit tight. So obviously I've put weight on since then as well. So that just shows how much running I've been doing. So I am pretty much gone from couch to coach, back to couch. <laughs> so you're well and truly planted on the couch. Well and truly. Yeah, well and truly. And I haven't actually, this is the thing, I've never actually met Rob in person. So I can't actually vouch for whether this purple t-shirt he's wearing is, is fitting more snugly than it might have done in the past. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with the... Uh, with Rob's goals. Um, so I suppose you want me to talk about myself a little bit? Yeah, go on. I've introduced right. myself, so it's, it's only fair that you introduce yourself. So I am Ben Russell. I am a, a UK Athletics accredited running coach, and I am 36 years old. So how old are you, Rob? Hang on. 34. I, I look a lot so older. I look a lot older. I must admit, I probably look about 10 years older than you, Ben. So. That's very kind of you. So I am the <laughs> older, uh, eldest of the two. Um, I am, if you haven't already guessed from the accent, which Rob kindly reminded me is a Peaky Blinders accent from Birmingham. Um, personal life, I am a running coach, but it's not my full-time job. Um, I actually manage a team at a well-known uh, debt advice charity. Hopefully it's not too well-known because that means you've probably uh, unfortunately been in debt. Um, but I manage a team there. Uh, does some great work um, throughout the week and in an evening um, I coach uh, people with all sorts of different goals so uh, ranging from just getting fit to doing marathons all that sort of stuff and I coach at a local running club of mine another shout out if Rob's getting a shout out in I'm getting one in for the Warley Woods Pacers um, in Smedic we should have a competition when, when, when this when this podcast does take off, which I know we will. We'll have a competition. We'll we'll, we'll stoke first versus whatever yours was called. I can't remember what he, even now what you just said. Wallywood's paces. Is it? Uh, you don't know what I said because you can't understand what I'm saying because yeah. of my, my accent. Yeah. Um, the Wallywood's paces versus Stoke Fit. It's coming. Yeah. It, it is coming. I'm sure we can arrange that at some point. Um, so in terms of running background, I've been a coach for. Well, I've been a run leader through the England Athletics Programme for about four four years or so. Um, and then back in March of uh, this year, so not very long uh, in terms of um, business-wise, I set up a coaching business, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Um, but I didn't always like running, so a lot like Rob. I, I hated running at the start, surprisingly. Um, I started running probably about... 10 years ago I entered my first half marathon ran that in a pair of um, Puma high tops <laughs> which you can imagine did my ankles no good at all uh, ble bleeding from both ankles which was which was a bit grim um, but I did that in 145 1 hour 45 um, so my general fitness was pretty good back then and someone said to me you should do it a bit more seriously so I started sort of looking into it fell in love with the sport uh, the rewards that running gives you, um, you know, both physically and mentally, and progressed it from there really. And now I just I go through life thinking about running, uh, and there's I think about running that much stuff. I've got to tell you about my wife and kids. 
<laughs> yes, <Yeah, laughs> you did. I never, I never even picked up on that. So it goes in your life, it goes running, and then the light, and then the wife and kids. <laughs> yeah, I, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, me and my wife, we, we basically, before our kids came along, who are uh, now four as of this weekend uh, and uh, two in January, we basically used to go around the country um, doing different races, so about half marathons and staying over for a weekend or doing a park run. We've done uh, 20 odd different part runs turning them all into weekends so before all this um uh running uh was not really high on my uh list of priorities it now is um and it plays a big part in my life so in terms of running and keeping all the consistency going me and my wife have our time to do our running um but generally it's a big part of my life now uh just because of the enjoyment that you get from it or i certainly get from it pbs uh 5k I'm going to have to go into my Garmin for this, to be fair. Uh, 5K is 1746, which was set back in 2021 at Cannon Hill Park, Birmingham, Parkland. Um, 10K was set a couple of months ago, September, at a place called Draycott Water, which is by Rugby. I remember uh, seeing on YouTube, to be fair. There's a YouTube on the channels, I can't remember. Yeah, there's a plug. YouTube yeah. channel. There you go. Um, Ben Russell Fitness Coach. Um, that was 37.48, which was a PB at the time, uh, and is now still my current PB, of course. Half marathon is 123.23, set in 2019, um, in a village called Kim Bolton. That was the Kim Bolton half marathon. Um, and then marathon is 3 hours and 10 minutes. Uh, that was set uh, in 2020. It was the last race I did before I picked up a, an, an injury in my knee uh, for the, a couple of years back. Um, but it was done at Bedford Autodrome, which is a racetrack that they send cars around. So I used to do it, it was basically eight laps of a, a motor racing circuit, perfectly flat, no support. Um, but it was yeah, three three hours and ten minutes and 46 seconds. So, quite pleased with that. Pretty impressive. Room for improvement, though. Well, that's the thing with me. Um, Things can only get better, as that famous person or band, I can't remember who sang, who used to sing. (laughs) Things can only get better. Wasn't it Doreen? I've no mm-hmm. idea. I can't even think who it was. Things I'm not about to sing on the podcast. I was going to say I was not. I'm not about to sing either. But things for me anyway. Things <laughs> can only get better, um, and I, I have got ambitions to tackle them. I want to get under under fifty minutes. Fifty minutes for a ten k, which I think is achievable. Half marathon. I want to get under two hours, definitely. And I, th- no, I think I think that's achievable. Six minutes off. That was a Stafford off. Uh, and, and to be fair, and that, that, that I walked some of that. I was dead surprised when I'm up two hours six. And then all, for my marathon, I just my first one was London Marathon, which was absolutely amazing. And I just want to get some. I want to get a better time than four hours fifty five. So, not saying we're going to do a marathon. So you don't, before, before you get any ideas, Ben, or anybody that does <laughs> send to make me do another mar- marathon, uh, I really enjoyed it. I must admit, but um, I've got I've got ambitions, maybe potentially, but. Yeah. Oh, are those those ambitions are going to have to be achieved while getting off the couch, though. So. Oh yeah, exactly. I think that leads us nicely into you telling us a little bit about this podcast, how it came yeah. about, and and what the premise of the podcast is for those that are listening. Yeah. Okay. So so 
Um, as I mentioned, I run, I run the London Marathon. Um, and I got a charity place, so I applied. Didn't get a place on the ballot, which most people don't, as we've seen. And I haven't got this one this for next April. And I firstly got rejected. Well, I say rejected. They didn't accept me for the, the, the charity place for me to do um, the marathon for London. But I got a great north run. But then I emailed them to say, okay, thank you for considering me. Please let me know if anybody drops out. I'm more than happy to do it. And then literally about two days later, it was April the 1st, actually. And I thought it was somebody ringing me up, winding me up for April Fool um, and asking me if I wanted to run. I was like, yeah, all right, then I will. Uh, never thought about it. Just thought, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Put it on Facebook onto a running group. I can't remember what running group it was. It was, I think it might have been the London Marathon training group or something. Then I'm running for Parkinson's UK. So Parkinson's UK is a charity that is really close to my heart. I'll just mention that because it says really close to my heart. My, my granddad had Parkinson's before he passed away. Uh, really quite bad. And my fiance, uh, Laura, her granddad had Parkinson's before he passed away this, this year, actually. Uh, so I know what kind of horrible illness it is and how it can happen people and also the family members and all sorts. So I know what, how horrible it can be. So I wanted to do something for Parkinson's UK. Put it on Facebook and then you contacted me, Ben, um, to say that you can't run the London Marathon or you haven't got a place, but you wanted to do something for Parkinson's UK. So I don't know if you want to mention why you wanted to do something for Parkinson's UK. Yeah, I uh, I obviously became a running coach back in, uh, well, I became a running coach a few years back, but in March this year, I set my business up coaching. And one of the things that I always thought with business, you need to go out there and you need to get experience. Um, and I wanted to basically look at getting somebody that was looking to run London and after advice a training plan um, and I had this idea that I would join the London Marathon training group Facebook group um, and I would look for somebody that I could make a genuine connection with and um, give a free training plan away um, and as Rob's mentioned he was uh, he ran those two events for Parkinson's uh, charity. Um, my mum, around about the same time, um, was what we thought was diagnosed with a condition uh, which was Parkinson's. Um, it actually now turns out it's uh, a more progressive form of uh, similar to Parkinson's called PSP. Um, but at the time, I was looking for somebody that I could make a genuine connection with, and Rob was that person. So I reached out to Rob, um, sent him a little message saying, I'm going to help you out if you can. I'll send you a direct message. Um, I think alarm bells could have probably gone off for Rob at that point. Someone sending him a, a direct message saying, I'll help you with your, with your training. Um, but it was generally, it wasn't a sales pitch, and Rob can confirm that. And we yeah. we basically, we, we literally have never met. Um, no. We have um, had a few telephone conversations and exchanged some messages. Um but yeah, Rob was that person, and uh, we've we've worked together to get him through London Marathon. Yeah, um, I'll let Rob carry on. So yeah, so Ben contacted me to say join this training program, and I must admit, I'm thinking to myself, this is a bit dodgy. Is this a scam? Because you see, it's scams all the time. <laughs> why, why would you trust a guy with a Birmingham accent? Exactly. At the time you didn't know my accent, but you must have known <laughs> Exactly. So I ran the London Marathon. Uh, like I say, I had support off Ben. He was always there if I had any advice. Uh, my running trainers were fantastic. I asked him what, what I needed to do. He advised me to do this, do this. And, and, and that's why I ran London, ran London Marathon. 
and I got under five hours, which I wanted to do, which was my um, my goal. And I got back. And when I go out running, I listen to podcasts. Um, I'm not going to not name any names because they're technically they will not be getting shout outs. Yeah, they, they are our competitors. <laughs> uh, but I listen to podcasts when I run. Um, and I thought to myself, what can I do to give something back to Ben? And I know that Ben was trying to raise his profile within the social media, so his Instagram pages, which we can plug, and we have been plugging. At um, Ben Wilson Fitness Coach. There you go. And YouTube and all sorts of different places. So I thought, what what else can I do? And I thought to myself, well, I know how to talk. I can talk for England, for people that know me. Uh, so I thought, well, we'll do a podcast. And I, I, I posed a question to Ben, and... I, was ex- I wasn't expecting him to say yes. I just thought, well, I'll ask him if he wants to. If he doesn't want to, it's no no skin off my nose. And I think Ben got more excited than me. <laughs> and we I, really excited. I was very, very excited by the idea. Yeah. Um, so we've yeah. been. We, I think the most we've ever spoke is literally the last couple of weeks when I posed the question to him. I think it was about two and a half weeks ago. And we've been messaging most days since then. Laura's been quite worried, actually, that I've been messing with so much. Um, she's been, are you talking to him? I'm like, Ben? She's like, oh, well, there's no point in me asking anymore, is there? So we've been asking, we've been talk- we've been chatting about how it's going to go. Um, and I mean, I'd already forgotten about my wife and kids. So yeah, I don't know what you're, yeah, what yeah. you're still doing. Yeah, yeah, proper bromance in the, in the making. Um, but yeah, it's it, and, and, and that's that's the premise of the podcast. And what I wanted it to be, and I said what I wanted to Ben is, you've got, the juxtaposition, I suppose, of me, who is the couch, and that's where the name Couch, couch to Coach came from, which Ben's idea. I am the, the, the very under-average runner um, that doesn't particularly like running, as has never really liked running, although I do like it now, obviously. Uh, then you've got Ben, who is the coach, who is very experienced at running. And I think having that, because listening to other podcasts, again, I'm not going to name any, you've got mainly professional runners or runners that run quite frequently and things like that and they get advertisements and all that malarkey so you've got that juxtaposition between me and ben who are very different ends of the spectrum with regards to running and i want to enhance my running and what better way is to to tell how we're getting on really with by doing a podcast i suppose so that's the premise of what the podcast will be about it's just it's it's a, it's an insight into the conversations that me and Ben have had previously over the phone about my coaching. Uh, so what he advises me to do, and I'll be doing that. So presumably setting me tasks to do right over the next two weeks, whenever you do this, and, and then I'll feed back to what's going to happen. Um, and then we move from there. And people that are listening, if anybody is listening, you can also get that coaching yourself. So, yeah. so Robbie, Robbie's getting his very own running coach, and he's making you all get his that your very own running coach as well. Yeah, he's a clever exactly. man. He's a clever yeah. man. Um, so I think like our hopes for the, the the show, we obviously have had brief chats, but without sounding like we're getting too far ahead of ourselves, I just we we have got some general plans for the show, haven't we? Yeah. Um, so we we want to make sure that we're putting episodes out regularly now. We're going to try and aim to put those out certainly every fortnight. So this one um, is going out on the 4th of November. Remember, uh, remember the 4th of November. November. It's not the 5th of November now anymore. It's now the 4th 4th of November. So it's going out on the 4th of November and we'll aim to put the next one out in about two weeks' time. But, but, 
we obviously want to keep you listeners happy so if you want to see more regular release dates i.e once a week then you need to let us know so you can head over to our instagram page which is at couch to coach we are also on facebook and that's the same uh profile uh, and twitter we have changed our profile picture three times. We've only been going three ta- for, for about two weeks, and we changed our profile <laughs> three times. I think you can expect that to change regularly. I yeah, that will yeah, happen regularly. But we've, you know, we've been messing around with the the profile picture and listening to you guys. Um, yeah. We've had feedback and change. We do genuinely want to keep you happy. Um, we also have an email address, so I'm going to get that out now, and we'll put all of this in the show notes as well. So if you do want to follow. Uh, us a bit more closely you can the email address is couchtocoached at outlook.com so if you have any feedback for us or you want to see us putting out more regular uh, sort of shows then you need to let us know Um, we are already in the process of lining up some guests believe it or not so we've got some interesting guests that will be coming on the show to talk to you about their experiences of running pose some questions to me talk about Rob's experiences all that sort of stuff and we just hope to share sort of general running stories and chit chat really. Um, and obviously on top of all that, you're going to get the coaching tips uh, that have obviously not only been helping Rob, but you can also apply to your own running hopefully. Um, and these are some of the regular features that we've got coming up. Yeah. Um, so should we move on to the first feature? Yeah, I think that's a good place to start with. One of the first features uh, is, is your questions, listeners' questions. We've been asking for people's questions on Instagram, on Facebook, via my own Facebook, via Ben's own Facebook, via the Couch to Coach Facebook. Um, so, yeah, so the first, we've got three questions. I think we've got three questions, maybe another one that you were mentioning as well, Ben. So the first question is from Jackie Bailey. So Jackie is somebody, well, I've got two questions from Jackie Bailey, actually. So thank you, Jackie. Um, so Jackie is Thanks, Jackie. I've, so somebody I've worked with in, in the past, um, and she's a runner. So she's done her 25th park run. So well done, Jackie. Okay. Well uh, done. Twenty-five park runs. That's, that's yeah. a that twenty-five different park runs. I'm not she sure a proper tourist. Yeah. I'm not sure if she's a tourist or she does. Or she's done everywhere else. So get in touch, Jackie. Get in touch with Jackie. If you're, yeah, if you're listening to this, tell us. Um, tell us your your different park runs. Um, yeah. Are you a tourist? And what's your favourite? What's your favourite park run? So the first question is: Have either of you lost any toenails from running, and how can we prevent potentially prevent that? Do you want me to start with that one? Because it's really simple for me. No. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. You've <laughs> not. Lo- no. I'm, I'm really, really lucky, actually. Uh, for people that have, have been watching Instagram, uh, listening to Instagram, and seeing the posts and the, the, the podcast, we put, the the story that we put on, people know I've got size 14 feet. So I think there's no blood flow down on my toes. <laughs> the blood doesn't get that far down. So I think that's the, probably the, the reason why I've got I've got no black toenails. Actually, saying that, I bruised. My second to big toe, I don't know what you call it. My second to big, I'm a nurse and I don't know what you call it. My second to big toe, it bruised. <laughs> very, very technical. The yeah, second, second to big, to big toe. toe. It got bruised. My toenail got bruised uh, when I did the well, Great North Run. So when I did the Great North Run. And it's uh, still there? Yeah, actually. Yeah, I looked at it the other day. Um, so I don't know if that's anything to worry about. I'm going to say you're about to, you're, you're a toenail lost virgin yeah, and you're about maybe, to lose your first maybe, toenail. Maybe. But um, I've never actually technically lost a toenail. I've lost toenails in the past, not but not through running. So yeah, that's this is going to be something that you need to follow the Instagram and Facebook account for because uh, I think we're putting pictures of toes on. Don't worry. 
I was, I was just about to suggest that. Oh, were you? <laughs> I think we can okay. have an update. Regular okay. feature, regular feature coming on the podcast in the future. My is... name is Rob Sillito as well, so it, it fits me <laughs> quite well. Watch, watch Rob Silly Toes. There you go. And people always say how how silly are your toes. So and uh... oh, I was I was thinking I needed to ask how you pronounce your surname. Is it Silly Toe? It is Silly Toe. Yeah. So and that's how it's pronounced. So Silly Toe. Then you got oh. a Silly Toe. So there's the feature. There's one of the new features coming in the podcast is Rob Silito. Uh, we'll, we'll get an update weekly or fortnightly on how that toenail loss is coming along. Um, Jackie, uh, to answer your question, I think I think Rob's not running enough, first of all, if he hasn't lost any toenails. So we've, we're on to something here already. Um, I have lost multiple times the uh, big toenail on both feet. Um and and I think, as Rob's pointed out, the second to big toe on both feet. To to put it bluntly, I don't. There's not much I don't. Uh, there's not much I think you can do to technically prevent it. I think as runners, as we increase our mileage, or we just generally go through the endurance of running different um, races or long runs and things like that, our feet swell. Um, running downhill, our toes will push into the bottom of our shoes, into the toe box, as it's called, of our shoes. Um, there's a couple of things you can try and do to prevent it, and I think that is finding shoes that are the right fit. So if you're generally walking around in a size, I don't know, 14, as Rob does, if you're walking around in a size 14, and this might be hard for someone like Rob, um, you should really be going a size uh, half or a full size bigger. I can't see many size 15 shoes about. Rob might be in custom shoes there. But um, I think I always go to, so I'm a size 9.5. I always buy a 10.5 in running shoes. So that's one thing you can do. The other thing you can do is look at the actual shoes that you're buying. Um, most shoe manufacturers these days do a wide version. Um, and that is the toe box, the area where the toes sit, funnily enough, is a bit wider. Um, so different brands, it's trial and error, find a brand that suits you, um, but you want to get a nice space in the end of your feet, uh, in the shoes for your feet, basically. Um, and that is all I can think that you could do to try and prevent bruised toenails, but it's probably something you've got to get used to. Fair enough, okay. Okay, well yeah, it's going to be difficult for me having size 14 feet. I, I run in size 14 sho- uh, running shoes actually. I think technically I'm, I'm about size 13 and all. It depends on the make of the shoes I suppose for me. Um, so we're going go to we're gonna go to that question. <laughs> Would you rather run a marathon yeah. in shoes that are a size too small or the biggest shoes you can find? And like I said in that answer is I'm not sure you can get much bigger other than what you said is running in flippers. And, and when I ran a couple of weeks ago in the rain, I've, I've pretty much felt <laughs> like I should be running in the flippers. Uh, so, yeah, it's I've always had big feet, always had big because I am, to be fair, I am six foot, nearly six foot six as well. So I'm not made for running. Um, and that's what I think I've always told myself that I'm not made for running. So I've got a size 14 feet. I'm six foot five and three quarters, nearly six six. Uh, you know what they say about big feet, though, don't you, Rob? Well, yeah, they do. Yeah. Big stride length. Yeah, big stride length, but also the, the your second to big toe always gets bruised as well. That's what they always say. <laughs> That's what I've heard anyway. 
<laughs> oh dear. So we've got another question. We've yeah, another so one. the next question again is from Jackie. So thank you again, Jackie. Um, Jackie. Jackie's, Jackie's on form. Jackie's loving it. I'm hoping that Jackie ring, uh, lets, lets us know with a question. I'm hoping Jackie's listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, she better be. She made oh, up two of the four questions we got. Yeah, so when and what should I eat before a run? Or is it better to run fasted? What do you do? I I eat um, a couple of hours beforehand. And I think you might have suggested this or have seen on, you see all, all sorts of different things on, on Facebook and, and, and podcasts again. Um, and I eat, I eat, when before a race, I always tend to eat the same thing. So Weetabix, uh, with a, two Weetabix with a splash of skimmed milk and uh, honey. I even, when I went to London, I stayed with family. Um, and thank you, Auntie Anne and Uncle Mick in London. I hadn't seen them for 20 shout odd years. Uh, yeah, shout out again. I hadn't seen them in 20 odd years. Uh, and they were very welcoming. And they asked me um, what I wanted to eat. And I was very prescriptive. So I hadn't seen them for 20 years. I was like, right, I want three Weetabix with skim milk with honey uh, before the race. Uh, and they, they, they pulled all out all the stops and got it for me. So that's what I eat. Uh, and I tried, I can remember a couple of months ago, I can't remember, um, I don't know if I had Weetabix in or something, I had a bagel or something before, because I thought, well, it's carbs, isn't it? Uh, tried that, and I, I, I was nearly sick halfway around, so I've gone back to the Weetabix. <laughs> so. I, I think you've hit on a good point. Um, the, the thing that you've got to get used to is finding something that works for you. Um, I think if you're going to run a race... You don't want to be experimenting with your breakfast, so stick to the same thing and use your training as a good way of practicing. Like any of the gels that you might take down, energy gels, don't use it to leave it to race day to get them in you. Um, make sure that you're using your training blocks as a good opportunity to practice with your foods. I think wheat a bit with a splash of milk, mm. sensible breakfast, um, but you want to be looking for. Um, a good energy source um, so I'll keep it quite simple um, what we'd call slow carbs so carbs which are gonna basically release energy slower so things like whole grains breads uh, obviously pastas I don't know if you're gonna eat pasta for breakfast some of the elites do um, rice I've oat, heard. they put rice oat, and jam brown or? rice these sorts of things release energy slower than sugary cereals uh, and you know different things that you might pick up on the go so have a nice breakfast a good breakfast if you're going into race day uh, make sure you're not experimenting with it get it in nice and early a couple of hours before if you need something a little bit closer maybe I don't know something like a banana something not too heavy or too big um, is it better to run fasted I think I, it's... I won't be able to run fasted I must admit uh, I think I've done it once and I've really struggled um... It's an interesting topic of conversation. I think you could talk about it for hours with different people, of different backgrounds, um, different professions like sports nutrition um, and, and also different coaches. I personally believe that you can run fasted um, if you're doing an easy run. And we'll go through the different terms of runs as we get through these podcasts, hopefully. But an easy run where it's low intensity, you probably could do it fasted because you don't need the energy. Uh, as much like a high intensity one, high intensity workout like a threshold session or a, a rep session, let's say, or a race. Um, but I think what you've got to be careful of is that you are 
making sure um, that you're not going to give yourself the runner's squits with whatever you put in with breakfast. So some people like to run fasted. And also some people believe it can make you better fat adapted, if you believe that or not. Um, so your body gets used to using its fat stores if you go out without a breakfast in you because it's not burning the food that you've just put in. I actually went on a course uh, with England Athletics, like a seminar um, the other week. And interestingly, it changed my views on running fasted because the lady that did the seminar um, who coached um, some of the Commonwealth Games athletes actually said she sends her runners out with something in their stomach on every run um, because it will help to speed up the recovery process. So I've never really thought about the food that you eat before a run for the recovery. I've always thought it's what you eat afterwards counts. But apparently, if you're sleeping for 12 hours, I wish, um, going through the night without that sleep, your body starts to break down and attack its stores of uh, glycogen and uh, fats. Uh, the muscles become depleted and actually they find it harder to recover. So getting something in beforehand, whether it just be like a little glass of orange juice or something, helps speed up the recovery. Fair enough. Interesting. Sleeping for 12 hours. Amazing. How, <laughs> how amazing will that be? I know you've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old. I've got a four-year-old. You know, sleeping for 12 hours. It's like I get 12 what? hours a week sometimes. Yeah, I was up at half five this morning. What was your record? Uh, this morning, to be fair, school days when he's back when he's at school, he doesn't want to get up. Like weekends, he's up at half five most mornings. It's a, <laughs> and he comes an hour bed, sleeps an hour bed, but he's up and down. He, he's like laying on top of the cover, down the bottom of the bed, so you can't pull the cover mm-hmm. over. So even if you're even if you're you're asleep, technically asleep, you're not really asleep because you're waking up all the time. So having twelve hours sounds like a lovely luxury. Yeah, I mean, look, get eight hours sleeping if you if you can, if you can, yeah. seven to eight hours sleep optimum. There's another yeah. question, wasn't even asked by a listener. Yeah, well, the, the next question actually links in quite well. See, seamless. First podcast, it's like it's like we've done it. We've been doing it for like ten, fifteen years. So, question from Rich Bagnell. Uh, shout out to Rich Bagnell again. Hello, Rich. Person that I used to work. Well, I do work with. He works in uh, the same trust as me, as as does Jackie actually. Um. I used to actually be, well, I wasn't his boss, but I used to be the deputy oh. manager when Rich was... Rob's pulling rank. Yeah, well, no, no, no. He's higher up <laughs> than me now. Um, so, yeah, he took my job, actually. he took my. I left the war to be a war manager, and he took my job as a deputy manager. So, he owes everything to me, I would like to think. Some, uh, people, even, some people even call him Mini Rob, and that'll, Rich will know who, who I mean when I say people call him <laughs> Mini Rob. Uh, so the question is anyway, well, it's not really a question. I'm just going to read what he said. So what was the impact training has on life, having to juggle it with kids, partner, other activities and work? I think mm-hmm. he's relating it to the, the training program that I've just done for the London Marathon because um, uh, the training program that I had set by um, by Ben was in collaboration, really. And that's what I think is really important because – before Ben even approached me, I was looking online for training programs, and it's very set. Um, so, so I feel like the ones that you go online and just search for training marathon, training training for a marathon or whatever. It's very an off set. the shelf plan, an off, off the, the shelf, shelf plan. plan. That's what it is. Yeah. So yeah. getting it off the shelf, it's very set that you go out for a run on a Monday, you go out for a rest on a Tuesday, you have a run on a Wednesday, you have a rest on it, and do certain miles. 
So what I was wanting from from Ben uh, before he approached me, I was I was looking at maybe having a running coach anyway. Obviously, I didn't know Ben at that time, so probably wanted him Ben. Um, but to actually fit it into my life, uh, and the first call that I had with him was just that. So how was I going to fit it in? So what do we do on a Monday normally? What do we do on a Tuesday? What do we do on a Wednesday? So for example, on a, on a Monday, I always say that I go out for a run with the Stoke Fit crew. Big up Stoke Fit crew again. Tuesday, I play football with my football friends. Football friends. Football yeah. friends. Football friends. So I go out with my mates and play football, a five-a-side. Well, sometimes five-a-side, sometimes six-a-side, sometimes like last on Tuesday, this was 10 versus nine. So it depends on how many people we get. Um, so that was Tuesday. So something that I didn't really want to give up, um, but we'll come on to that in a minute. Wednesday, I have my um, kids. Uh, so uh, my other two kids. So my eldest and my, and my, daughter, my eldest son and my daughter. So I didn't really want to do any running then. Thursday, Friday are pretty much free. Saturday, Sunday uh, are pretty much free, but every other weekend I have the kids as well. So that was really important that I made sure that Ben knew that and Ben made my program fit to that. Getting buy-in from my partner was good, actually. Um, she was really supportive because she knew it was something that I wanted to do. It was something I wanted to do for Parkinson's UK. It was a charity that was close to his heart uh, so she was really supportive even though when I was going out four times a week running um, I know it probably had a toll on, on her but what I tried to do was try to fit it in around so maybe going out because it was summer as well so going out early rather than waiting until night time going out getting up at five o'clock sometimes going out for a run before work uh, go, coming in um, going out late when Arthur was in bed, so trying to fit it in as best as I could. The long runs at the weekend, so like the Sundays, um, fitted in quite well because it wasn't when I had the kids. So I'm going out doing 20 miles. I was doing like three and a half hours running. Um, and it, it, it worked really well on a Sunday because there's no school or anything like that. And it's quite easy to, to try and to placate Arthur a little bit. Unless you're the youngest. And work, it didn't really impact on, I must admit. Um, because I was doing it outside of work, so I was tired at times. I must admit. So we're going to go into I was going to say, how, how did the the fatigue? Yeah, I up? think I think more than anything, it was just the aching. Because my, my job includes training, uh, so it's up and down training, as in facilitating training for for staff. So it's up and down for moving around and things like that, which I found sometimes difficult when I've just been out for a 20 mile run on a Sunday on a Monday and I was doing it on a Monday. But to be fair, uh, most people say you get like a bit of a lull when you do your training program. I never experienced that. I was quite lucky really. I might do now when I've said it. But... You're going to get pushed a bit harder if I go through this coaching yeah. with you now. Yeah. And now, I think now you've told me that. Yeah. And I think I, I was, I was, I was tired. Don't get me wrong. And I, and I, and I but People say you don't always do the runs. And there was about, I would probably say 95% of the time I actually managed to do the run that I was supposed to do. Um, you were very consistent. Yeah. You were consistent. Yeah. So with a Tuesday football, one thing that um, I didn't do, as much, I wouldn't, because I used to be a goalkeeper, but I, I enjoy playing out and playing like scoring goals or whatever. But when I was I mean, training. I was just looking at Rob's, uh, Rob Strava um, from his most recent football match, which was the first. This is a goalkeeper that did 2.2 miles <laughs> but actually, in, that, in an hour. Yeah, but now I go play out. But when I was training, I was <laughs> staying in goal because what I didn't want to do was want to injure myself. Um, so I would 
stay and play in goal rather than running around like a, a numpty. And by the way, Ben, I forgot to mention to you, got to try and keep this clean so no swearing because I put on a cast that we're keeping it clean. Uh, sorry, that's a bit admin. Uh, but yeah, so keep uh, so staying in goal uh, rather than getting injured. But I think it fit in quite well with my life and I'm hoping again with the coaching it will fit in well going forward, hopefully. Yeah, I, I think you've... You've summed the question up well. Yeah, you summed the question up really well. I think the big thing for anybody is consistency. If you're going to commit to something like a marathon or just general fitness improvement, and you really want to get into running, um, to see that improvement, you need to get consistency. There's no point in you running once in a week and then maybe thinking to yourself, well, you know, I'll go for a run next week. Because you aren't going to see it getting any easier. And more often than not, people that do that, they give up because they think running's not for them. Yes, you've got time restraints. So you've got kids, family, work, um, football, other commitments, all those sorts of things that can get in the way. But you can sit down and look at how many times you can run a week. And really, you want to be doing sort of three, three sessions a week if you can. They don't have to be long. 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever you can spare. And I think if you can get a plan of those days that you're going to run um, and commit to them and keep that consistency, you're more likely to stick to your plan and you're more likely to enjoy it and you will see the improvement. So part of the chat with Rob and what I do with all my coaching clients is tell me about your life. What have you got going on? Rob wanted to play football on a Tuesday. Okay, you can play football on a Tuesday. I used to use that session, that football match, as a, as a session, a speed session, if you like, because it's a lot of sprinting, a lot of different movements. So I knew Mondays was an easy run. If he was going to run on a Wednesday, that was an easy run or even a rest day. Um, and we worked things out based upon his plan. And Rob, you stayed really consistent, really, really consistent. And I think that is part of the big thing of getting through any event is just seeing that consistency because you will see the return for that and you'll enjoy it more. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, I, that's what they call me, consistent Rob. That's what they call me. Mr. Consistent. Nobody calls me that. <laughs> Nobody calls me that. <laughs> well, once I've got something in my head, I must admit, once I've got something in my head and there's a goal, I will do everything that I can to achieve that goal. Uh, so I think consistency, I talk about consistency when, I, when, I, when, I, when I'm teaching with, with, with the staff, consistency around your attitude when you're at work. I think that's a really important factor for most things. If you're consistent with things and you want to achieve something, then you can achieve it. And I think Totally. Totally. Yeah, yeah. A, I mean, you might you might be a, you might be someone that's listening to this that has been a bit of a excuse the term might be a gym bunny uh, yeah. as people call you. You might be someone that lifts weights. You might want to be getting into running, yeah. but relate that to your, your weightlifting. You wouldn't go to the gym once a week and lift your weights and think to yourself, you know what, I'm going to put pounds of muscle on because I'm lifting weights once a week. You have to do it consistently. Same with young kids, maybe getting better at football. They have to go out and kick a ball around with their mates consistently. Mm. Same thing with running. It it applies to work, as Rob's just said, but you need to have that consistency. Yeah, and I think for me, the main thing that I saw was me improvement. So I yeah. was improving. So you can see yourself on Strava again. Shout out Strava if you want to sponsor the pod, you can. I don't um, think they're gonna. No, I don't think they will. <laughs> but I think you see your consistency. So you can see, you can see your improvement. Sorry, not your consistency, but you see your improvement. So like my 5k PB, my marathon, half marathon PB, my 10k PB, 
you, you are getting consistency, but you're also improving as well. So that's really important that you see. And you enjoy it more, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you, you get the buzz. You come back and you've oh, I've done. I've just run twenty miles after sitting on the top of the stairs like I did when I did twenty miles, thinking, "What the hell am I doing?" <laughs> thinking to myself, "Why am I doing this?" But you do get the buzz after, and I think that's the most important thing that is you enjoy it as well. So you can confirm that the running bug is actually a thing, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely is. Uh, although, like I say, my consistency has dropped since London, so that's what I want to get yeah. back up to. We'll sort that out. We'll sort yeah. that out, hopefully. So you've got the next um, question, I believe. So the next question is from um, Sarah. Uh, she Shout out to Sarah, if we're doing that trend again. Um, she's one of my um, coach runners, um, and I think it's a re- this is a really good question. This is This is the onion. If, if I can, it's got so many layers. So I want if we can get an onion question each week, I'll be happy because this one you could talk about for a whole podcast on this one. But she's asked, what is your predicted time to go from couch to coached? Now, before you answer this, mm-hmm. I just want to say I think Sarah is coached. She is the uh, symbol of coached because. Since she's been coached by me, and she probably would have got this with any other coach as well, I'm not just blowing my own trumpet, any coach would give you hopefully what I give. Um, she has finished her first half marathon without stopping. She has beaten her 10k PB by 4 minutes. She's got her cadence, steps per minute, up from about 20 to 30 beat, uh, 20 to 30 steps per minute on average. She used to have shin splints quite badly, and with consistency, she's and right loading, taking rest days, taking down weeks, all in the programming and her hard work, she's seen the back of those shin splints. So I think she is a really good definition of what coached is. Mm. So hats off to Sarah. But what I would say is, um, you are in a position where you can get to that. That is what I would say is coached. It's not about times necessarily. It's about achieving what you want to achieve. So, yeah. Rob, how long do you think it's going to take you to get from couch to coached? With anything like me, I'm like a yo-yo, so I'm up and down all the time. <laughs> so with my weight, I've got, literally, I've got one half of wardrobe, which is fat clothes, one half of wardrobe, which is thin clothes, and I'm in between the two <laughs> most of the time. So like with this T-shirt, this will probably be in, in a couple of weeks' time in the thin side, and then maybe I'll be in the fat side. But for me, I think what I'd like to think is in the next 12 months that I would be at the point where, um, and I've got something to talk about in a minute, um, which I would want to be to a point of where in 12 months' time we say, right, okay, then you have beat your half marathon PB, you have beat your 10K PB, you might have signed up for another marathon, heaven forbid. Um, <laughs> but also the consistency. So I'm running consistently and I'm enjoying it consistently. I'm staying injury-free. Uh, I've got my nutrition under, under control because I think that's a big thing for me is my nutrition. I am shocking with my nutrition. I think that's a big thing that I need to focus on. Um because when I was run, doing the London Marathon, I lost weight, don't get me wrong, because I was running that much. But I think I could have probably lost a lot more and got a lot more leaner if I'd focused on my nutrition um, because I just ate what I wanted to pretty much still and just ran. Um, but I'd like to say in the, in the next 12 months, I would get to a point of where I am getting to, or if not at, coached. 
I'm no longer a couch potato or whatever you want to call me. Couch silly toe. Um, couch silly toe. Couch silly <laughs> So what, what, what would you say? What's the, what would you think is uh, the achievable target? I mean, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree, but I think it's all relative. I think yeah. in, in terms of what, what is coached. I mean, I'll give you an example of what Sarah, uh, the uh, person that's provided us with the question, is. She, for me, is achieved coached. <laughs> it is relative, though. It's, it's a journey. So, I don't think it is right. I want to necessarily get from where I am now to. A certain milestone necessarily. I think that's the beauty of running. It is you versus you. Yeah. So it's not it's not about you know what anyone else is doing in terms of times and performance. And this is why running can offer so much reward and enjoyment to anybody. If you are able to run, um, it is something that you can get so much from. I think. I mean, technically, it's done. You coached. Let, let's let's finish the podcast. No more episodes. It's done. Um, but it, it's you've you've made that first step. The hardest part is starting. It's, yeah. It, it's starting. Like you, you're you've contacted me to do this podcast. I've agreed that we should do the podcast, and it's really uh, another motive of yours is to get the coaching. It's to get it's to get running again. Yeah. So you started the journey. I think you know so many people are afraid to start. Oh, I'm, I'm going to look silly running. I don't want people to see me running. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to run because I run funny. People heckle me as I run, shouting things out of cars. They're the ones with the problem, because you're out there doing your little bit of running, whatever that is to you. So it's all relative. And I think, yeah. you know what? If they're heckling you from a car, they're probably not runners, and you're probably going to live longer than them because you're doing the exercise. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Yeah. But I think you've you've got to start, and then it's it's how you progress. So you get that consistency we spoke about. You get some variety in your training, running at different intensities. Before you know it, you're seeing the improvements at, of time. If PBs are what you're after, and then you're looking at how do you improve. You're setting yourself challenges. So it might be to finish your first race. It might be to PB. It might be to do a certain amount of miles or kilometers per week, month or year. Um, it could be that. You know, you want to raise money for charity, like Rob did with Parkinson's charity. Um, but they're all underpinned by running, and it's just getting that running done consistently, and then keeping yourself motivated. And if you need a coach to help you do that, or some accountability, like setting up a challenge, then you can do it. Anybody can do this. It is literally taking that first step, which is the hardest one. Yeah. I agree. I completely agree with you. I think it is the hardest step. And I started doing couch to 5K. Um, so it's, it's it's them small steps that lead to bigger th- and better things, I suppose. And I would never imagine myself actually doing a marathon. I'm in the small population of the of the world that have done a, has done a marathon, and nobody can take that away from me. Because, like I say, wearing a medal, wearing a t-shirt now, but in my head, I've run a marathon. I've never even would have ever imagined doing that, but I have. No one's taking it away from you. Exactly. It's not going anywhere. Exactly. So, so yeah, I, I think the sky is the limit. Sky is the limit, but I think that's the thing. You can don't don't rest on your laurels. I think take that first step. If you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking to yourself. I want to start running. Just just go and do it. Don't worry about anyone else thinks. It's you against you. 
It could yeah. be on a treadmill, just be half a kilometre, whatever. Just start. Yeah. If you need any advice or you want any help with it, reach out, send us an email, whatever. I'm happy to help anybody. Rob's happy to tell you about his journey just to get people started because it is massive, the reward you get from it. So what is it that you want to get out of this? Let's talk. Let's talk about the 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 couch to coach challenge. What what are we going for? I suppose this is a good time where I can start to talk about something that I've entered myself into. Um, so I've entered myself into something called North Staffs Road Racers Association. Another shout out there. We're doing loads of shout outs tonight. So North Staffs Road Racers Association is a league table basically of runners um so they have like 20 races over the year it starts in february next year although i'm doing it at the moment just to, to have a bit of a tasty so it starts in february at one of the races that i've already ran and ends in november so it's not just quite 12 months but it's over the period of 12 over the period of 12 months it's got seven groups for men and it's got groups of women as well uh, i think it's three or four groups of women i'm not quite sure and you race against other people pretty much so you run races and you race against other people and you get points so if you come first you get 50 points if you come second the people you in your group yeah all the people in your group yeah uh, 50 points for the first 49 for second 48 for third all the way down to how many people run it, it might, i'm not sure how many people i think it's 18 people in most groups maybe a little bit less maybe a little bit more um and the top three people um get a trophy which is always nice and then they get promoted as well so you go from group Ooh. group g i think is the is the low one and then you go all the way up to like champions league so i'm i i like to try try and relate it to something that i know which is football so you've got champions league which is group a it's, it's got a very football vibe about yeah, it yeah it does yeah so you've got champions league which is group a Premier League, Group B, uh, League One, uh, Championship, sorry, Group C, and all the way down. Um, and I'm in Group F. I've entered for next year, and the guy that uh, runs it, Ken, uh, contacted me and said to me, do you want to have a go for the next... Shout out to Ken. Shout out to Ken Rushton. Um, so next four races, I think it was, that were left. Just have, a, just, just have a go, see how you get on. We'll put you in a Group F, which isn't the second... It's the second to bottom group which in my head is National League. So I'd like to think myself <laughs> over Wrexham. <laughs> Wrexham, uh, if, if Ryan Reynolds or uh, Rob McElhenney wanted to sponsor the podcast, they can as well. Bit of a you can see where we're going with this, can't you? Anybody yeah. we shout out, you know, sponsor, sponsor. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm a bit of a Wrexham in the, in the league and I'd like to see myself get promoted. Um, so I ran not last week, the week before, um, a race which is local to me, Ipstone's five, which is around about five miles. And I came second out of my group, which I'm quite impressed with. Um, you came I, second out of group G? F. F. F, the National F. League. Yeah, National League, yeah. Okay, go on. So the, I was running... I was really happy. I went past because you wear your number, wear your letter on the back of your shirt. It was Group F, so I was. I, I've run a couple of races with them before, but never actually been entered into this. So I was running past people in F, and I thought, well, I can do this. I, I can do this. Ran past somebody in Group F, and just didn't take any acknowledgement of who he was or what he looked like or anything. Just saw the the number, the letter on his back. Took went past him, and uh, he he breathed quite heavily. That's how all I can remember when I was running. Yeah, one of them. So I ran past him and 
I could hear him behind me for most of the way, <laughs> five miles. And I thought to myself, I need to keep going. I need to keep going. I don't know where I am with regards to position-wise, but I need to keep going. I need to keep going. I was massively chuffed to get to a point of where I beat him. I was like, yeah, I've, I've done it. I've, I've beat it. I didn't know I came second until after. Um, and then I was looking on the, the, the league table, so to speak, and it's got ages on there. And I looked and this guy that came, I think he actually came fourth. I think it was somebody in between me and him. He was 69. (laughs) (laughs) And like I say, I'm 34 uh, and I was dead chuffed. Yeah, I managed to beat him. I got to a place where I could hold him off. Basically, You stay behind me. I'm going to win this. And then he's 69. Uh, the North so, Staffordshire Roadrunners Association is competitive, folks. Yeah, that. so I was dead. I'm a competitive person anyway. So I was doing a bit of research. And I did a bit of research yesterday. Um, so, like I said, I'm in Group F. And it races range from like 5K, uh, which is the shortest, to 20 miles, which is quite a long time, a long race. Uh, and you have to run, I think it's 12 to be competitive. 20 races overall and 12 to be competitive. And like I say, I have a presentation. And I was looking at the ages of the group that I'm in. Group F. Obviously, these people might get promoted, so there might be more people in there, and people and the, between thirty, which is similar age to me, and the eldest, the oldest person is seventy-six, and oh. the average age of the group is fifty-three point three. <laughs> so it's like twenty years older than me is the average age. Uh, so I'd, I'd like to think I could get promoted, but even still, like group. E, yeah, so E's after F, and E's before F. So E, D, C, B, and A. They've still got people that are a lot older than me. So again, looking at looking at what we were talking about I mean, before, I, I age shouldn't that, stop you. Age is just a number. Like Absolutely. in in the in the club where I am a member of, some of the best runners in that club are, you know, forty to fifty. Yeah, yeah, same um, as mine. Same as mine. So there's 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 loads of people in my group that we run out or go out running see, with. So you've not even reached your peak yet, Rob? No, absolutely not. I could be, I could be in the Champions League. I just want to say, I think um, Rob is a Manchester City fan. I am a Manchester City fan. So, so it's a massive dent to Rob's pride to be sitting in a Group F. Yeah, yeah. Being yeah, told there's a Champions League and he's not in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've got to get to there. But a lot, I'd, I'd like to say I'm in good company. Um, with Solly Holmores, there's all the Chesterfield. Um, there's quite good teams in that group. There's good in that national league. Uh, One of my I've mates had... keeps trying to get me to watch Solly Holmores. He wants me to go down and watch it. Oh, right. I've agreed to go, but apparently when Rex can play against Solly Holmores, there you go. We can go watch it. We can actually meet for the first time. We can go meet and we can watch Solly Solly Holmores. That's a date, isn't it? It is. It's yeah, a date. It's a date That's glory. You ask your missus, and I'll ask my missus. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't need to. I forgot about. <laughs> so you see, so let me get this right then. Go on. So the the challenge is that you're in the North Staffordshire Road Runners Association. Yeah. Sponsor us if you want to. You want to get from Group F to the Champions League. Ooh, it's a big ass. That is. That's, that's so, so when I'm setting goals, I, I look at yeah. you know we can look at A goal, B goal, C goal. Some like to call it the gold, silver, the bronze. Yeah. So goal A, the long term, let's say, the gold medal would be Champions League. Yeah. Goal B, where are we going to sit? Championship, League One? Well, if, yeah. That's, so if that's we look B at, or C for the listeners. If we look at, so champ, if we look at 
Group A being Champions League, Group A, Group B is Premier League, Group C is like your Championship. So I think that probably could fits quite well for you in the in the silver silver goal. Okay. So yeah. Group D, Group E as the bronze. No, no. Let's say Group D as the bronze over yeah. the next however many however many weeks slash months slash years we do this podcast. It could be. Could be weeks. Depends how many blisters we get. Could be years. This could be this could this could be it. To be fair, yeah. Never, never, never speak to you again, Rob. <laughs> could be. Could be. <laughs> so yeah. So I'd like to think. So Group D as me, um, me seagull. I'm going to yeah. say it's bronze. So Group D is bronze. Group yeah. C. Did I say yeah? C is me silver. Yeah. And then Group B. Is my goal. I think it was something like that anyway. And then the, be- the beauty of running is that you can obviously reassess your goals based on what happens. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we might we might start rub coaching. One of the things I find with people that start coaching is that, again, this is not just trying to encourage people to get coached. It's just how much consistency plays on it. So if you can get your consistency, train at the right intensities, do all that sort of stuff right, you'll see quite significant improvements. And then it's when you start getting those significant improvements, the, the margin starts to get smaller so i think actually you know what we can aim high mm. we can we can do this we can do it i'll be i'll be your pep your pep yeah. Guardiola. yeah so we'll get you get you the right management we'll get you the right training and we'll see if we can get you up there but we can reassess the goals and see how things are going yeah if in doubt you can run for me <laughs> i can give you my right. f number and you could pretend to be rob silly uh, i mean Birmingham and Staffordshire is not far away. I can certainly come as a pacer. Yeah, there you go. Pace. Tell you what we'll do. I'll give you three opportunities a year, subject to availability, <laughs> where I will come and be your pacer. All right, there you go then. That sounds like a good Is idea. that a deal? Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to choose, I'm not going to choose a 20 miler one because I won't be able to keep up with you. <laughs> that might be the perfect one to do it because, you know. Well, that's a third race. That's the third race. They're the proper twenty miles. Yeah, race. the proper three in there. I think the first one's oh. five, uh, five, or is it ten? Five mile or ten k. And so when does this kick off? February is the first February. one. I don't know the actual dates. I'll have to have a look at the actual dates. But February is the first okay. one, which is all. So let's look at. So we're, we're in November. Start yeah. of November. It's a nice point to to kick this off. Yeah. Let's get you started. Yeah. So should we set you a little challenge? If you want to set me a challenge, you can go and set me a challenge. So I think I've already got challenges on my own to do the North Dash Road races, but throw another one in there. You've got goals, and you need to beat the... What was his name? Which one? The the, the guy that you, you overtook? Or the 75-year-old? You've, you've got goals. We've, got a, we've got a selection of good goals and targets. We've got a selection of good goals and targets. I think a feature of this podcast is I set you a, a challenge, which you can do between now and the next episode. So we're going to say between now and two weeks' time. Okay, okay. I'll go with that. You on? You're taking yeah, the challenge? Yeah. yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, I'll go with that. Okay, so the challenge is we've had a theme of consistency throughout this podcast episode. Yeah. You've done zero miles on a Thursday <laughs> for this week. And I can so prove you, If you want to look at the watch, it says zero miles. I can't really see, but it says zero miles on there. Zero miles for the week, and we're on Thursday. So Rob's lacking consistency. So the first challenge is to gain consistency. So do what we said earlier, and that is to have a look at your next two weeks between now and the podcast, episode two. Pick how many days you can realistically run of the next two weeks, and make sure you run those those, those runs. 
Okay. So simple fact, so you might go, I can run three times each week. You need to commit to those runs. You're going to put it on the Couch to Coach podcast story, story on Instagram. Yeah. You're going to set your goals and you're going to give us an update in two weeks' time on the next episode of how you got on with it. Okay, okay, I'll do that. But and if we'll I'm doing that, deep. but if I'm doing hey? that, I'm going to set you a task. I'm going to set you a... You've got the coach task. This is the couch task. We've even got names for the features. How good is that? Even the first podcast, we've got named features. Coach task, couch task. We can even have a jingle and everything. I've had some vicious rumours going around that I've heard about these these tasks that you want to set me. So yeah, I'm not so agreeing to anything. Right. So I knew I knew that you would be setting me a task. So I thought to myself, what can I get Ben to do? And I want to relate it to um, to being on a couch. So what can you do while sat on a couch? And I'll, I'll keep it clean. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I want you for the next two weeks and probably further afield as well. So I'm not sure if you know, but uh, in the week in the month of November, the it's called Movember. So it's raising funds. I'm not entirely sure what the charity is, but it's Movember. So what you have to do is to grow a mustache from scratch. So from well, you can. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it with you as well, uh, because I've done it in the past, distant past. Uh, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna shave my beard and just leave my tash. It's only about. I think I'll probably say that's probably about 15 years worth of growth. <laughs> But, I'm thirty. I'm thirty six years old, and I haven't. I've never had a wet shave. <laughs> I'm the same. I don't shave. To be fair, I always just trim. I oh, go to the dear. and trim it. Oh dear. So we're going to grow a mustache. Both of us are going to grow a mustache between now. Do I have to? Yes, we do. If I'm going to be consistent, you've got to grow consistently a mustache. And it doesn't matter how how big it gets. Okay. It's about the. It's about. I suppose it's raising the awareness for November as well. Are we going to do it for charity if you if you make us? We do can this. do, yeah. We can. I can have a look into it. I'm really looked into it, but it was just something I thought we could do between now okay. and ne- between now and the end of November. But we can feed back in two weeks' time, and then maybe in, in two weeks' time I can set you another challenge, which is related to couch. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm on. I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. Cool. I think what we'll do is we'll keep you updated, listeners, on the uh, Instagram and Facebook stories. Um, We'll pop some details in the show notes, which you can have a look at the, the challenges that we've got going on. Keep up to date with them. I mean, you're not going to see much with my moustache growth. <laughs> i got to admit, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to be very strong. Um, and if we do decide to do it for charity, we'll pop a link up on both the, the stories as well if you want to throw a bit of money at yeah. a worthy cause. Yeah. Uh, okay, I mean, I like it. I like it. So there we go. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I don't like it. But yeah, I'll do it. I'll do so even, it. So first podcast, and we've already got features. We've already got guests lined up. We've also you lucky, lucky up, listeners. You lucky, lucky. Yeah, we've got guests lined up. We've got features all set. Uh, and this is the first podcast. So look forward to uh, doing more. I think Any? I think we can sign up. I think we can sign yeah, up. Yeah, we're one hour ten minutes in. So well, that's how that's what I've got on my timer anyway. So one hour ten. Yeah, if you have listened for the whole one hour ten, I think it's perfect opportunity for me and Rob to say thank you very much for tuning in to the first episode of Couch to Coached. Um, we hope that there are plenty more episodes coming. Remember um, to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Couch to Coached. Um, we're going to be putting this out on Spotify or Apple, which is hopefully what you are listening on. So remember to follow the podcast to get all the latest episodes straight into your playlist. Obviously, share the podcast with your friends, uh, your family, 
members of your running clubs and running groups so we can spread the word and also remember to get your listeners questions in um, which can be sent through Instagram or Facebook or couch to coach at outlook.com and if any of those sponsors are listening Strava, Ryan Reynolds <laughs> punching high give us Garmin. a shout or Garmin get, get your sponsorship applications in because we'll go for a stringent application yeah, we'll, process we'll be batting them off no no we're, we're too big league for that we're only Wrexham but we're too big league for that uh, well Rob good luck with your consistency mate I hope, I hope to speak to you in two weeks time with full of consistency and I hope to speak to you with a fully grown moustache <laughs> <laughs> right I think that that is just says goodbye thank you for listening and see you soon see you later 